Chapter Twenty of Handy Mandy and Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty, Just in Time. In Ozma's palace in the Emerald City, everything was very quiet and still. Not surprising when you consider that the Wizard of Watts had blown his patent stupefying powder down all the chimneys before he and Ruggedo dared to enter. Then, mooring the silver bubble to one of the castle spires, the two conspirators had slipped through an open window and proceeded without delay or interference to the private sitting-room of the absent ruler. There Ruggedo, with a spiteful laugh, thrust his head right into the mouths of the hungry tiger and cowardly lion. Rigid and helpless they sat before Ozma's safe, motionless and completely stupefied, as were all of Ozma's other faithful servants and retainers. Reducing the safe to a heap of green ashes was the work of but a moment. Then, pulling the Gnome King's belt from the sparkling heap of treasures, Watts sprang to his feet. "'Quick, how does it work?' he cried, clasping the belt round his thin waist. "'We'll not have a second safety till Ozma, Glinda, the Wizard of Oz, and all those girl princesses are out of the way.' "'But first you must restore my kingdom,' insisted Ruggedo, dancing up and down. "'Here, give it to me. I'm used to it and can work faster. First I'll wish Coleco off my throne and myself back in my underground castle, then—' "'Oh, no, you won't,' declared Watts, holding the bouncing Gnome King off with one hand. "'How do I know what you will do once you reach your own kingdom? Why, I might never see this belt again.' "'But I promise to send it back to you,' hissed Ruggedo, his eyes snapping real sparks. "'I'd rather have the belt than the promise,' said Watts, shaking his head stubbornly. "'Give it to me, I say, give it to me!' yelled Ruggedo, now in a perfect rage. "'How do I know what you will do when you know the trick of using it? Why, you might even turn me to a rock to be rid of me!' "'What? Change my dearest friend and most powerful ally to a rock?' exclaimed the wizard with pretended horror. "'By the left horn of my silver cow, I promise to return this belt as soon as I am ruler of Oz.' Ruggedo longed to snatch his belt away from the scheming silver monarch, but as he was neither big nor strong enough to do this, there was nothing for him to do but agree to the wizard's terms. "'All right,' he groaned dismally. "'Listen, then.' But as Watts bent his head, and the little gnome began to whisper hoarse directions in his ear, there was a dreadful thump and clatter behind them. "'Stop!' commanded the goat-girl, the first to recover from the shock of the landing, and dear knows Handy should have been used to sudden landings by this time. "'Stop!' Whirling round with a howl of fury, what sprang straight at her, but Handy, who still clutched the silver hammer in her iron hand, was too quick for him, and brought it down with a resounding crack on the top of his head. "'Take him away! Take him away!' cried Handy hysterically, as Watts fell over backwards, and himself, appearing exactly where the hammer had struck, leaped off the wizard's head to save himself from a fall. 
But first we must have that magic belt, chuckled the hammer elf. Giving Ruggedo, who was struggling frantically to get his belt from around the Silver King's waist a quick push, himself unbuckled the clasps and tossed the magic girdle to the goat girl. Then, grabbing the howling gnome and senseless wizard, each by his neck, the efficient dwarf vanished in a flash of lightning and a crash of thunder that shook the castle to its foundations. Knox dropped to his knees. Kerry, still stunned by the hammer blow that had carried them to the Emerald City, and Handy herself, with her arms still upraised, stared in dumb astonishment at the quivering vacuum where the two kings and himself, the elf, had been whirling a moment before. "'Oh, Handy, Handy, you've really done it!' shouted Kerry, finding his voice at last. "'Why, you've saved the whole of Ozma's kingdom, and struck only one blow.' But watch out! Are those beasts alive or just statues? Statues, I hope, grunted the royal ox, lurching dizzily to his feet. Well, here we are in the capital, molass, and I must say you have handled everything beautifully, beautifully. Halt! Who goes there? Whoa! Ho! Halt and surrender! piped a frightened voice. Here they are, your majesty, the robbers themselves, caught red-handed in the act of robbing our royal safe. Red, white, and blue-handed, if you ask me, cried the patchwork girl, blinking her two shoe-button eyes at the red rubber hand with which Handy grasped the Gnome King's belt. The white hand she had reached out to hold on to carry, the iron hand still clutching the silver hammer. All the rest of her hands the goat girl held stiffly before her. Brushing aside the soldier with the green whiskers, who promptly dived behind a sofa, Scraps jerked the Gnome King's belt out of Handy's rubber hand and gave her a shove that sent her flying over backward. "'Take that, you monster!' yelled Scraps. "'Well,' spluttered the goat girl, sprawling flat on her back, "'here's gratitude for you.' "'How dare you call Handy a monster!' bellowed Knox, charging angrily after the patchwork girl. "'Oh, do be careful,' called Ozma with a little scream, as Knox almost caught up with Scraps, and Carrie began to belabor the soldier with green whiskers over the head with a candlestick. "'Oh, oh, my poor lion, my poor tiger, my safe! Why, I just can't believe it!' wailed the little fairy ruler." staring sorrowfully down at the goat girl who had made no attempt to rise nor explain her embarrassing position then don't believe it cried kerry breathlessly for it isn't true this brave girl and knox have got the best of what's and the gnome king and saved your whole bally kingdom and here you gone and had her knocked down shame on you get away from me you cotton-stuffed horror screamed the little king as scraps eluding the ox made a determined jump in his direction quiet quiet the scarecrow who with glinda the wizard dorothy betsy and trot now came hurrying into the room raised both arms and looked around pleadingly the whole royal party traveling in glinda's swan chariot had just arrived on the balcony outside but Ozma, Scraps, and the soldier with green whiskers had been first on the scene of action. 
the boy is right declared glinda crossing slowly to a green sofa i can see by her face and hands glinda smiled faintly that this girl is both honest and industrious thanks murmured handy as the scarecrow ever a gentleman bounded forward to assist her to her feet the flimsy straw-stuffed fellow lost his balance in the attempt but his little act of gallantry did much to relieve an awkward moment you see puffed the scarecrow seating handy with a flourish for the last ten days we've all been pretty much upset around here and you'll have to excuse scraps for jumping at conclusions please do ozma spoke pleasantly and seriously as she seated herself in her small armchair leaning over to take the gnome king's belt from scraps but if some of you kind people will just explain the little fairy looked anxiously from the stupefied tiger and lion to her pulverized safe her eyes coming back to rest on the goat girl the great white ox and the handsome young munchkin End of chapter 20